Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of When Ghosts Speak. And Marianne, you have another adventure to share with us today. Sure do. There was a woman named Andrea who called me. She was frantic. She was upset. She said, my life has been miserable for the last 35 years. I must have a curse on me. Uh, My life is like a soap opera. She says, it's absolutely horrible. And I'm talking to her and I says, well, actually, Andrea, you do not have a curse on you. I says, but you do have a male ghost standing behind you. She said, what? And she says, I never even thought of that. And I said, well, yeah, I says that that's, I said, from the way he's dressed, I says, I'd say he died in the 60s. And she said, how old is he? And I says, well, I can't talk to him, but he looks to be 30-ish, maybe 28. 30, somewhere around there. She said, why me? And I says, I don't know, Andrea. I can't talk to him over the phone. I says, uh, you can do a couple things. She says, no, no, just come out. I want you to come out. She says, I'm not going to live in here with the man. I said, okay. I said, so I'll, I'll come out. So I, I go out there and it was a misty day. She lived in an older house and she was standing on the front porch and I pulled in and I walked up and I says, why are you out here in this damp day? She goes, I haven't stayed in the house since you told me there was a ghost here. She says, I've been staying over at my mom's house. She says, I just the idea of it. And the ghost was standing right there. And he said, so I went to her mother's with her. Big deal. Which I didn't even bother to tell her because I thought she would just pass out on the spot if I told her that. So I said, oh, okay, and that was better for you. She goes, oh, yeah. See, people get so used to having a ghost around them that they really don't know. She said, I I just don't understand how this could happen. Why did this happen? And I looked over at the ghost, and I says, first of all, what's your name? And he looked at me, and he said, Angus. I said, Angus. He said, yes. And I said, and he goes, for now. I said, so you want me to call you Angus for now? He said, yes. And I looked at Andrea and I said, oh, this is a game player. He's going to give me little bits of information. He's just not going to come out and tell me about it. He's just going to give me little hints. She said, well, I mean, she says, how old is he? And, And when did he hook up with me? I said, okay, okay. I says, let me just ask him one question at a time. I says, he's sitting over there on the chair in the corner. I says, his feet are on the ottoman. I said, he he looks very, very comfortable, like he owns the place. Angus looked at me and he says, well, I've been here as long as she has. And I said, okay. And I said, Andrea said, what does, what does he mean? I don't understand. How could he be here with me? I said, Listen, I said, he's only going to give us as much information as he feels like. I said, so let me just start out slowly by him. I said, Angus, how long have you been with Andrea? 
he said, well, he said, it's been probably from the mid-60s. I said, mid-60s? He said, yeah, that was like 30, 35 years ago. I said, oh, my gosh. And I said, and he says, and she asked me to stay. I says, whoa, whoa. She saw you? He says, no. But she did ask me to stay. I says, how? I don't understand. And he says, he said, ask her about Pam and Lacey and Jen and the girl with that funny name that I can't ever remember. And I looked at Andrea. She goes, those were the girls that we shared a, a dorm with when we went to boarding school. She says, we were seniors. We all lived in the same house. And I said, okay. And I said, and he's asking me to ask you what it is you did every Sunday night. And she just looked at me. She goes, oh, my God. She said, we played with the Ouija board every Sunday night. I said, bingo, here we go. The old Ouija board trick. Okay. I said, Angus, you came to her on a Ouija board. He said, I did. He said, why don't you ask her what else they did on Sunday nights while they were playing with the Ouija board? And I looked at Andrea and I said, so it was more than just the Ouija board. And he said, yeah. He said, she said, yeah. She says, well, we drank some beers, smoked a little weed. She said, we, we were, you know, we were just hanging out. We, I says, and were you asking the normal questions that 18-year-olds ask? She said, like what? And I said, who are you going to prom with? What college are you going to go to? Who are you marrying? She goes, well, yeah, I'm sure we asked all those questions. I said, exactly. I says, and you figured he was telling you the truth. She said, well, none of us were moving that thing, the plushette. She says, it was moving all by itself. She says, I, I'm sure we weren't moving it. And she said, you know, we all did everything together. Why did he pick me? And and why not? He, she said, I, I don't understand. Lacey was beautiful. And she says, everybody was so cute. And I said, Angus, why, why, why did you pick her? Why, why her? And he said, well, he says, there's two reasons. He said, no, he says, there's three reasons. And I said, and what were the reasons? And he says, well, number one, look how pretty she is and tall. I said, okay. And he said, and second, he said, her hair color. He said, it's like red brown. I never saw anybody with that hair color before. He said, her hair is absolutely beautiful. And, and of course, I'm looking at her hair thinking, well, Maybe 35 years ago, it looked maybe a little bit better than it does now, but okay, he, he had a thing for her. And, and he says, but the most important thing is we have the same toes. And I looked at him and I said, toes? I said, like, like on your feet, toes? And he said, yes. And I said, 
you have a foot fetish? He said, no. He says, I just like her toes. He says, her toes are like my toes. I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he took his shoe and sock off, came over to me, and put his foot down. And I'm sure hundreds of people have this, but his second toe was actually longer than his big toe. Where, I don't know, my toe's bigger than the rest of my, my big toe. I, everybody's foot is different. But his, the second, and he said, look, look, make her take her shoe off. She's got the same kind of toe. I said, all right. And I looked at Andrea and I says, I got to ask you a question. I said, the second toe on your foot, the one that's next to your big toe, she just stared at me. She goes, yeah. And I said, is it longer than your big toe? She goes, you're creeping me out. How do you know that? I says, oh, I, I, Angus knows it. She goes, oh my God, what's he doing with my feet? I says, well, I says, I'm looking at his foot. I says, and no, no, I take your word for it. Don't take your shoe off. I said, but your second toe is bigger than your first toe. And for some reason, that makes you his person because you have the same toes. She says, oh, that is so gross. She says, I don't want him anywhere around here. She says, he's got to go. And I said, yeah, I said, I said, Angus, how old are you? He says, 28. I said, so you were 10 years older when you started hanging out with her. He, she, he said, well, yeah. And I says, and that didn't bother you. He said, listen, he says, I'm, I'm not a, a creep. He says, I didn't do anything like that to her. I says, you just worshiped her feet. He goes, well, yeah. And I said, and you don't think that's a little weird? He goes, well, no, people like us that have that bigger toe know we're special. I, I couldn't even, I, I, whatever. I couldn't even look at him. I'm thinking you are some kind of nut. And I said, he says, I just love her toes. And I said, but now I said, you know, almost 20 years older than you. And he said, but I'm used to her. He says, and how, where am I going to find somebody with the toes like that? He says, I got to have the toes. So how can I figure out how to get him to the light by telling him he can go in there and romp around in a bunch of toes? So I'm trying to think, where am I going to put this at? And I said, I don't understand. I said, tell me about your life a little bit, Andrea. She goes, been married three times, no children. She says, I can work. She says, I'm very smart. I have a degree. She says, I'm an HR person. She said, and I can go work for somebody for 10 years with no problem. And she says, and there's other places I go to work. She says, within six weeks, three months, I'm either fired or I quit. And Angus started laughing. I said, what is so funny? He said, she's good at her job. She's really good at her job. He says, but as soon as anybody, any man showed her any kind of attention, he said, I made sure that that broke up. He said, I wasn't going to let her just marry anybody. And I says, well, you obviously didn't like the three people she married. He says, no, none of them. He says, as a matter of fact, her second husband laughed at her toe. And I, I said, Andrea, I said, did your second husband have a thing about your foot? 
She looked at me. She goes, how did he know that? He's called me a weirdo because I had my toes like that. And I said, yeah, well. And I said, why are you? And she was out of sorts with her family. She had no friends. I says, why? Why won't you let her talk to her family or her friends? He said, because she's only mine. And he said, and every time her friends and her family, they always try hooking her up with somebody. She should be married. Two of her ex-husbands were on a blind date. What did she expect? And I said, well, you ruined them for her. Maybe it could have worked out. He says, no, they weren't right for her. And I said, what do you want to do? I said, are you going to stay with her? Do you want to go to the light? I said, what do you want to do? And he said, I don't know. And I says, don't you think that it would be nice if she could have a life? And I says, you can't be in her life. What difference does it make? I said, I bet if you go to the light, you'll find all kinds of people with the toes you like and the pretty color hair. I says, heaven is supposed to have everything you want. I said, so let's, let's try that. And he said, no, he says, I don't think so. And I said, well, where would you go? I says, because once I put the seeds up here, you can't ever be around her again. He says, what do you mean? I says, you'll be out of here, Angus. I says, you won't be able to stay with her. I says, and she'll have something on her when she's not in the house, so you can't get close to her. I said, so it's a, it's a waste. I says, you may as well go to the light. And he said, well, he says, would I be able to visit her if I go to the light? I went, oh, yeah. Oh, sure you can. You can come in her dream without a problem. This is the part that's so good that they can't hear what I'm saying, whose house I'm in. Because if I had said out loud, you can come in her dream, she probably would have thrown me out of her house. And I said, okay. I said, yeah, you can do that. And he said, okay. He says, well, I, I guess I can think about it. And I said, okay. And I said, do you think that, I says, the men that you married that were blind dates, I said, I'm curious, were you desperate? Did you think these people were going to work out? She says, you know, I'm so lonely. She says, and everybody laughs at my life. And I have to tell you, the woman was very attractive. Uh, there was no reason why she should have been alone. And I said, golly, I said, I, I think that I can get him to leave. I says, and you should be okay after that. And she said, see if you can get him to go. And I said, okay. So I did. And he did cross over. And she said, will I ever see him? I said, I have to tell you, Andrea, I told him that he could come in a dream. I says, my guess is he's been dead for so long now that he's got too many relatives and friends of his own to see. I says, I hardly ever hear of anybody having a dream about the ghost that I got rid of. It just doesn't really happen. And he said, okay. And, and I said, so I really don't think, you know, she's going to, he'll come in a dream. She said, I don't understand. She says, don't psychics use uh, 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 Ouija boards? I says, yes. I says, but psychics know what they're doing. You were a bunch of 18-year-old girls that were drinking beer and high on weed. I said, did you seriously think that you were going to get 
somebody that was appropriate or get a right answer from somebody like that? And she said, well, I said, right, you were 18-year-old kids, exactly. And I said, I don't understand. He didn't even bother to go with the other four girls. It was just you that he absolutely wanted. She says, well, what are we supposed to do? She said, are we supposed to go see people that, that know about Ouija boards? Can we get readings from them? And I said, I have a problem personally with Ouija boards. I says, I think you're just asking for trouble. I said, and it's unfortunately, it is teenagers that usually play with them. Look at the hormones running nuts and you're, you're graduating from high school and you want to go to the prom and look at the high energy. You guys are magnets for people to come on a Ouija board. I says, and it's mostly women that these ghosts will follow. On occasion, a, a ghost will follow a man. I says, but it's mostly women. I says, because they just feel you're more vulnerable than, than a man is. And I said, I don't know how a person that uses a Ouija board for their business, what they do to protect themselves or what kind of information they get. I said, maybe if they're psychics and they can talk to people that crossed over, I says, maybe that's who they are talking to on a Ouija board. I says, I don't know. I says, but anybody that I personally have ever run across from a Ouija board has not been good. I said, they've always been a problem. I says, and you have Ouija boards now. I says, now you have angel boards that do the same thing, only they're angels. I said, really? I says, I don't believe in them either. I says, but at any rate, I says, you know, try it. She says, well, if I had had that charm on that you talk about, she says, would he have been able to follow me? I said, no, he would not. I says, but I says, you didn't know that 35 years ago. She said, no, I didn't. So it turned out that that Angus went. He did give me his whole name. The only thing he would not tell me is what he died from at 28. I have to tell you, he looked healthy. He didn't look sick. He wasn't thin. He looked fine. Um, I'm going to guess that it was probably an accidental death. Usually, if it's a car accident or something, they'll say, I'm guessing that he did something stupid. And in the 60s, Lord, it could have been anything. You don't know what was going around in the 60s. And believe me, I know that. So... Who knows what he died of? He did say where he was buried. And the crazy part is this. Before he went in the light, I said, wasn't there anybody at all that you thought really would have worked out for her? And he said, you know, that one place where she worked for about seven years when the boss started hitting on her, he said his wife died. And he, he went and looked at Andrea, and I thought, oh, no, I'm not letting you get close to her. I says, is he still around? Or He said, you know what? I says, when you go to the light, do me a favor. I said, see if you can find this guy and see if he's married. I said, maybe, you know, maybe they can hook back up again. I said, she just needs somebody. And he said, okay, but I knew that really wouldn't work. I mean, even if he showed up in this guy's dream, the guy wouldn't know who he was. So I thought that's not going to work. But the crazy part of it is she showed up at an event with her new husband, who 
who was her old boss prior. Now, did Angus have anything to do with that? I really don't know. Well, it would be nice if he finally helped her out for a change instead of causing her so much grief. Exactly. And, I, you know, you know, you can look at, go someplace and they have a handicapped person there or somebody that is mentally challenged and you can feel sorry for them because they're living and they have to go through that and have the stress of doing that. I says, but you know what? Living the life she lived is very stressful too, especially when you want a normal life, whatever is normal for you. And she couldn't have it. And she was so happy. She says, you know, she said when she met me at the event, she says, I actually knew about you 20 years before I had you come out. She says, I'm so stupid that I didn't have you come out 20 years earlier. And I said, eh, hindsight. Everybody's right if they can go back. <laughs> yeah, there, there's your Ouija board story. And like I said, this is not uncommon. This happens frequently. You have a Ouija board in the house and you want to get rid of it. Don't try to burn it. That's not going to work. Put it in a black garbage bag with a bunch of sea salt and put it on your tree lawn and let the trash take it. Just don't put it out there so somebody driving by and picks it up off your curb. Don't send it to anybody else. But seriously, there should be no reason why anybody should have a Ouija board, in my opinion, in their house. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. If you have a Ouija board and got yourself in trouble, <laughs> yeah. join us Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. and talk about it live with us and see if maybe uh, Marianne needs to come help you out if you're local. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Remember, no part of the podcast can be used, shared, or rebroadcast without the written consent of Marianne Winkowski and Melissa Wiles. Join us again soon. Goodbye.